I'm Brad Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the bull, WRNF's Kinston. And hey, welcome to hour two of the Brian Hanks. I love hearing Brent Musburger say my name. You just. You just don't know. It's super cool. Were you a Brent Musburger fan, or are you a Brent Musburger fan? Yeah, yeah. When it, when uh, yeah, when he, when you hear the voice, you know it's just getting ready to be a big game here. You are looking live. Yep. Yeah, that's what I like. Uh, oh, by the way, Jason just chimed in and said he was thoroughly enjoying this until we started talking about NASCAR. <laughs> you know, he's not a NASCAR guy at all. At all, it is what it is. Hey, Jason, don't worry about it. We're through talking NASCAR now. Uh, as we are uh, going into our second hour, and you are listening to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show. Today is Thursday, November the 9th in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 966 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. If you missed our first hour, man, a fun, fast-moving hour, as I've got sitting across from me right now, to Rendell Parrot Academy head basketball coach Clay Harrell. But he is uh, a fan of all t- kinds of sports. I mean, you're a big football fan. Obviously, NASCAR, which we just wrapped up. Uh, you're a basketball fan, too, right? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Big basketball fan, too. And uh, that's where we're going to go next. We're going to do, I'm going to play this game with you that I played with Richard Clark on uh, Tuesday's show. So you have uh, ethically told me you didn't hear, you haven't heard Tuesday's show I yet. Not, no, sir. Very good. So uh, this was a little game that I played with him called Which Team Is He On? We have 10 players that. Uh, that play in the NBA right now and our contributors, uh, she's, she's getting her medicine right now. That's uh, Linda balls it up in a, in a piece of bread and gives it to her. You like that play by play? I do. <laughs> Bye baby. Uh, so here we go. Are you ready? Yes, well, sir. if I had a drum roll, I would do the drum roll here. So which team is he on the, uh, Clay Harrell edition? Here we go. Isaiah Stewart. He's 22 years old. He played for the University of Washington. Detroit Pistons. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. How did you know that? I already knew. He tried to fight LeBron like two years ago. Very good, dude. Uh, listen, I've got to put uh, – we'll, we'll put a uh, we'll put a uh, exclamation point on it since you got that. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't even – there's no way I would have got that. Okay, next up, Aaron Nesmith. Indiana Pacers. Good Lord. Yes, he uh, he's a uh, 6'6 swing forward from Vanderbilt, makes $5.6 million this year. How'd you know that one? He used to play for the Celtics, and my, my boy Eric is a big Celtics fan, and uh, Neesmith has been uh, – Oh, is it Neesmith? Did I say yeah. it wrong? Yeah, well, it Neesmith. doesn't matter. I mean, he's the yeah. same guy. But, uh, yeah, he's been a topic of some conversations before. You are two for two. How about we said from Vanderbilt University, how about Jared Vanderbilt? The Lakers. Ding, ding, ding. You're three for three. Uh, he went to Kentucky, uh, 24 years old, makes $4.7 million this year. Okay, hopefully I'll get you with this one. Although, I got to tell you, uh, Rich started out three for – he actually started out four for four also. He missed the next two after after this one. But Lindy Waters the third. Did I get you? Yeah, you I at least got to throw a guess out there. Lindy Waters the third. I'll say Toronto. Nope. OKC Thunder. Oh, yeah. Nope. Okay. Well, you're three and one. Now, Rich missed these next two. Let's see how you do. Jock Landale. Suns. Houston Rockets. Mm. But he played for the Suns last year. That's why you got that one. He uh, he signed with the Rockets this year. He plays now with with, uh, Reggie uh, for the the Rockets. Now, here's one. I'm throwing you a little curveball here. He, uh, Raleigh Broughton High School, 
best point guard from there. He originally signed with Appalachian State University, ended up going to Kansas. He's played for the Charlotte Hornets, but now he plays for a new team, Devontae Graham. All right, let me let me walk. You're very through. familiar with Devontae. Yeah, let right me walk now. through his career. So okay, we went, we went from Charlotte, we went to New Orleans. Yep, I believe we are at San Antonio these days. Ding, ding, yeah. ding! Richard missed that one. Mm. So now you are tied up again with him. Oh, dude, this is fun, man. This is cool. Okay, a uh, former. He was. Uh, so, so just to let everybody know, you're four and two right now. Rich was four and two through the first six. Uh, now he got this one. Let's see if you do too. Uh, he played at Duke for a year. He was, let me tell you something. When he played in the Holiday Invitational, he was the number one sophomore in the country. Had a couple of knee injuries. Harry Giles III. Mm. <laughs> Dude, I, I, this I, is fun. I wasn't even aware he was still in the league. Yeah. Uh, but I knew he had a tryout for somebody. Let he me did, and he made the team. And he's actually contributing a little bit, too. It's not Portland. Nope. What's your guess? We'll go to Timberwolves, but it's not right. Brooklyn Nets. Oh. Yep. He signed with the Nets. Uh, actually, was it last night or night before last? He came off the bench mm -hmm. and, and got some minutes in. Harry Giles, man. Did you ever see him in high yeah, school? Yeah, he's a, he's a phenomenal guy. But he always plays well in uh, Barclays Center. For He had that run when Duke won. Well, did they win it that year? They may have, but he played phenomenal that week. Yep. He finally he finally went to, finally got put together for him there. Yeah. I tell you what, I, honest to God, and you could say this about a dozen players, I guess, if he had never got hurt. Dude, when he was a sophomore, he was the best player in high school basketball. Now, I'm not talking about just in the sophomore class. I'm talking about freshman to, through senior. What he did in the uh, Holiday Invitational was amazing. Okay, uh, this one may be a little bit too easy. 25-year-old uh, point guard, graduated from the University of Oregon, Peyton Pritchard. Celtics. You did it just as fast as uh, Rich did. Uh, there you go. Man, this is so awesome. Okay. Patrick Beverly. He's moved around too here. Let me think about it. Lakers last year. Yep. Timberwolves last year. Is he back there again? Let's Is go. that your final answer? Let's go Timberwolves. How about your Washington Wizards? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oof. Patrick Beverly, Oof. 35 years old, 6'2 point guard. Uh, he, uh, yeah, sorry, man. He, he plays for your Wizards. Last yeah, no, one. Didn't know it. How about Dougie Buckets? Uh, Doug McDermott uh, of graduated from Creighton. We all remember him when he played for Creighton. Uh, Where is he at now? San Antonio. And you got that. Let me add this up. I think six. you got six right. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. You got six. So you only finished one behind uh, Rich. Disappointed. Hey, I've got five. <laughs> I've got five more on here. You want to do it real yeah, quick? Yeah, I can do them. Let's okay. Do it. Ish Wainwright. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <so. coughs> That's okay, your final so. guess? Yeah. Portland Trailblazers. Mm -hmm. uh, Bones Highland. Oh, Clippers. How did you know that so quick? Because I know he got traded there, and he's uh, another guy that needs the ball that they can't play. So Okay, well, that, good. Dude, you were just – that was awesome. Isaiah Joe. Okay, see. Dude. Yep. Uh, Tory Craig. And I'll give you a bonus half point if you can tell me what high school or what college he went to. Tory Craig. Mm -hmm. 
played for the Suns last year. Yep. Played for the Bucks last year. <laughs> he might be still with the Bucks. The Chicago Bulls. Oof. And then last one, uh, can you, do you know where he went to college? Mm, no, that sir. to me was, because I'd heard of him before, but I, South Carolina Upstate. Wow. USC Upstate. How about that? And then the last one, near and dear to my heart, he's a former Wahoo, Anthony Gill. He used to be the Wizards. Mm. We'll go with the Wizards again, but I don't think it's the Wizards. It is the Wizards. Okay, about to say, he's, he's been there for a long time. Dude, I got to tell you, you know how much I'd be busting on you if you had uh, missed two Wizards? Well, I don't remember even Patrick <laughs> Beverly playing for the Wizards. So. Yeah, well, he's on the roster. Yeah, I believe he's, he's there. He's on the roster, yeah. It. There you go. So you got three and two there. So, dude, nine out of – you got 60%, man. No, I'll take it. Passes. I bet you Charles Barkley wouldn't do that well. <laughs> I don't know. Which he is where might. I stole this from. I mean, yeah. you know, you've seen him do that on TNT. Okay, well, I tell you what, dude, have we hit everything? Yes, sir. I'm good if you are. I think so, man. Yes, dude, listen, thank you so much for joining me here live. We went more than an hour together, dude. This is awesome. We ought to do this – periodically you dude just tell hey, me by the way i was looking at a schedule i if you want me to i don't have you talked to uh uh oh my gosh our uh who did your football games this year pa and i'm shane free. shane albee my good friend shane albee who is he doing your basketball games he's this doing year too? some yeah he's gonna do some for us okay dude i'd like to do a game or two uh, you, you gotta do, get me in there you, for you a game just or two. how about this i'll send a schedule and you just decide what you want to do and then we'll go with shane as well no 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 shane is the voice of the patriots I well can't he's be... got man on the basketball too so i mean he's got a lot to, to balance i tell you well. what how about i do this how about i look and see when mount olive's got a home game and you have a home game and i'll throw my name in the hat for those yes sir that works i love it listen Thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, Clay Harrell, head basketball coach at uh, Arundel Perry Academy. Dude, this was, this was a fast-moving hour and ten minutes, dude. It was. It's always fun. Dude, thank you so much, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. Take care. That is uh, Clay Harrell. Dude, you'll have to see yourself out. Linda's already left for the day. So, uh, And if my dog tries to leave with you, don't, don't let her leave with you, okay? There you go. Clay Harrell, head basketball coach at Arundel Parrot Academy. Really do appreciate him. We're going to get Jason Bryant up here on the line with us. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about Woodman Life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for more than 10 years. Thank you, Coach. For more than 10 years, I could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woodman Life, though, isn't just a peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community, as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you to Danny Rice, to Jared Edwards, Woman Life, for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, then uh, you need to call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kenston. That's beside Highland Furniture and across from Auto Mall. I also want to thank Arundel Parrot Academy. They are the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in our region. Uh, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kenston, Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kenston, Wilson, Greenville, Newburn, Goldsboro, Trenton, Maysville, Jacksonville. In fact, if you are listening to this show right now on terrestrial radio, then by golly, you can send your child to the best private school in Eastern North Carolina, and that is Arundel Parrot Academy. APA students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road 
right here in Kenston. Again, thank you to uh, David Moody, all the folks over at Parrot Academy, for being one of our day one sponsors here on the Brian Hanks Show. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, a few minutes later than we were going to, but he gave me permission to do it. He's a sales executive to the stars at WRNS. It's our dear friend, Jason Bryant, joining us. How are you doing this morning, sir? Good morning, buddy. How are you? That was uh, I'm doing great, man. How much fun was that having uh, Clay Harrell in here? Pretty cool, man. Clay's a good guy. Excited to have him back at Parrot, and can't wait to see what he can do this year. Um, bouncing that round ball a little bit. Hey, man, and dude, uh, I we'll, we'll address the elephant in the room, dude. High school football over for us, and for the earliest time. Dude, well, definitely in the time you and I've been doing radio together, and I, if I did the math on it, dude, it would have to be, golly, man, probably back to the 2007, 2008 range. We've always, whether it's Parrot Academy or Kinston, we always have a team in the second round of the state playoffs, dude, and for the first time in forever, all uh, both our Lenore County teams, and let's even throw Green Central in there, too, Knocked out in the first round of the uh, state playoffs this year, dude. I just wanted to get your feelings on that as someone who passionately follows high school football as much as I do and Paul does and Hall of Fame coach uh, Jimmy Smith does. It's kind of depressing a little bit to be done with football already, isn't it? It is depressing, but, you know, now we're going to get ready and excited for basketball. and We're going to do our thing and hopefully we can make a run at some playoffs and in, in, in basketball and redeem ourselves for this mediocre football year. And it was, and I, you're very kind, Jason Bryant, when you say mediocre, it was below mediocre this year. I mean, when you look and you see that, uh, the three Lenore County public schools combined for seven wins and you take those, you take out their head to head matchups, Kinston, North, North, and South, North combined all together, for four wins this year, and then even throw uh, Bethel in there that didn't win a game this year, and Parrot Academy, which had their first non-winning season since 2012, you had all that stuff up together. I, I guess what I want to ask you, uh, Jason, is just why? Why do you think – is it just that talent is cyclical or is football down in Lenore County? What, what, why do you think we had such a bad year in Lenore County this year, Jason? Well, based on what I saw in Clinton the other night, there is a lot going on in high school football um, as far as uh, there's just a lot of moving pieces, man. Um, you know, I'm not crying foul here, but there's there's a lot of kids playing football at schools where they don't um, typically live in those districts. And I'm not talking about Lenore County or, or even Greene County. I'm talking about surrounding counties that it's kind of a free-for-all and they're just out there, um, you know, picking and choosing where they want to play at. They're going where where they have the, the best chance to win, and I don't exactly like that. And, you know, I, I'd like to see the state do something about it, but um, I think it's here to stay, and it's just something we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, I can't disagree with you on that part either. It just, I don't know. And like I said, you're as, you are as passionate about high school football as I am too. And it just, when you look at the numbers, the numbers don't lie. The good news is though, and I, we'll, we'll wrap up our football talk with this, Jason, is 
at least there's some really, I mean, spectacular talent in the pipeline. I mean, you look at the Copper Kid at Kenston High School. You look at the uh, the two kids over at North Lenore, uh, whose names for whatever reason are escaping me at the moment. You look at Jalen Solomon over at Rendell Parrot Academy, and heck, even uh, South Lenore had a uh, freshman quarterback that uh, you know started most of their games this year. The good news is, yes, this was a bad year, and there's no way around that for our teams around here. But there is a talent in the pipeline coming up, isn't there? There is. There is. There's a lot of talent coming, and it'll get better. And, you know, don't forget that, you know, the High School Athletic Association is going to reclassify everybody again um, here in, what, another year, Brian, I think. Yep. This, the, this upcoming year, not the one we're in right now, but the uh, 24-25 season will be the last year in this classification. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, there's. There's help coming, and, I mean, a lot of things are going to change. I mean, enrollment numbers are down all across the county. Um, so, I mean, our schools are going – maybe we can get in in a conference and around um, schools that are more like us than – I mean, it was just disheartening going to Clinton last Friday night. And wow. For the, for the Kenston-Clinton game and seeing the facilities that Clinton has – and the amount of support and just everything's different. I mean, Brian, have you ever been to Clinton High School? I have been, yes. A few I mean, times. The South Lenore used to be in their conference. And if you remember, in 2005, now bear in mind is 18 years ago, but South Lenore defeated Clinton uh, to go to 6-0 and back in that 2005 season and shocked the world. Clinton was coming off a state championship uh, the year before in 2004, and then in 2005, South and Hort goes to Clinton and beats Clinton to improve to six and zero, and we're ranked in the AP poll for the first time in their school history. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying from a facility standpoint and student population numbers. I mean, Brian, you can look at you can look at the bands as a good in- implication of how many students they have, and just the sheer numbers thing, and and see that these schools have, you know, significantly more kids than what we have here in Lenore County and I just don't I don't know yeah. I don't know I don't want to sound like a crybaby but you don't you don't you're just stating facts Jason it just it just doesn't seem like it's a level playing field from where I'm sitting well let me ask you this you were talking about uh re uh I can't remember the technical term it's not reclassification but where they uh uh reorder the drafts and all or reorder the conferences and all that and you know, uh, this past, I love that they're keeping North, North, South, North, and Kinston together. They've done that now, I guess, since, uh, since, uh, what the 2009 or so, I love it that all three teams are in the same conference. I guess my question to you is if you are, uh, given the choice of staying in the East central two a and keeping all three school, uh, County schools together or splitting it up, which is what I'm hearing that it might be South and North staying in the East Central 2A, and then maybe Kinston and North Lenore uh, being, uh, re- or, you know, staying at, or going back over to the Eastern Plains 2A. And, dude, and I keep hearing it's going to be a battle to keep uh, Kinston as a 2A school again. Kinston may drop to 1A in the next uh, classification. I, I I know I just threw a lot of uh, – I just threw a lot of balls at you there when you're in the box there with your bat. But uh, what, what would be for Jason uh, Bryant the perfect scenario for our three – public schools in the next classification well i mean you you would like to see 
you know, everybody stay at a 2A classification, but I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, the numbers just aren't there. And, I mean, look at Tarboro High School, Brian. They're a 1A school. You know, think about that. Think and they, about and the they beat Rocky Mountain football this year, dude. How about that? <laughs> I understand that. But that's what I'm saying. But the lower in classification you get, then it brings in the issue of these charter schools and them competing. And what does that mean? They, those specific institutions can recruit and get whoever they want to come because there's no boundaries there. So I think that was the big reason that fought, everybody fought so hard to keep Kenton to a classification because you just don't want to have to deal with that side of it, Brian. Yeah. I mean, look at the 1A, the 1A classification as far as basketball schools go. That's where you really run into it because all you, football is a little bit different, strength and numbers, right? you got to have more than one athlete to put you over the top. Basketball, man, if you get one D1 athlete to go play at a, at a 1A charter school to compete, I mean, if he's good enough, I mean, he could single-handedly win a state championship at the 1A level. I know it's not that easy, but do you understand where I'm going? I do. I absolutely do. I feel – I hope I'm not asking too personal of a question here, knowing, you know, your familial situation and everything, but – if you put the odds from zero to a hundred percent that Kinston will stay two A next uh, reclassification, where where do you put it at, uh, Jason Bryant? I mean, honestly, I and this has nothing to do with my wife because we don't talk about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just I'm just reading and hearing, but I mean, I I think it's fifty fifty shot. Okay. I mean, but I mean, it's like like I said. You know, you just bring in so many problems when you go down to a 1A classification. And, you know, but are you, are, do you have the numbers to compete at 2A in a sport like football? I think, I think we're learning that the answer to that question is no, because just look at the number on the sidelines at Wallace Rose Hill. Look at the number at, East Dupin. Look at the number at Clinton. Just look. When you're calling a game and we're outnumbered on the sideline versus what they have on their sideline, that tells you what you need to know right there to get the ad they need to compete at that level. Well, it is it's just crazy to me, though, dude, that, I mean, you look at – I got here in 2002. Kinston was a 3A school at that time, and they had just dropped down to 3A. They were 4A, what, until 1999, until 98-99, and to see the way that they've gone from being a 4A school and a, and a pretty solid 4A school at that point, too. I mean, always winning conference championships and competing and all that at the basketball level and uh, and, and solid in football, too, at that time. To be in one A, it just it, it hurts my heart, and I know it does yours too. Well, it just it's it's the population shift in Lenore County, yeah, and you know a lot of it goes into it. It has nothing to do with school facilities. Um, you know, academics they're they're as good as they ever were, but what it comes down to is just your population and where your population's at. And when it shifts and it and it moves around, I mean, what happens is you know, one one school's numbers go down, and but I don't just think it's Kinsley High. I think North Lawrence 
and South Lenore's numbers are down too. Yeah. I mean, let's not throw shade. I mean, North Lenore was a 3A school for a long time. Now they're 2A. So they're not in any better shape than anybody else is. South Lenore has been the constant. And the people on the south side of the county have pretty much been a 2A school for as long as I can remember South Lenore High School. So they seem like they're the only ones that are holding serve in this in this thing. And, and, and North Lenore and Kempton are, are – are, are dropping by student population numbers. I would have to agree with that wholeheartedly. Okay, on the line with us, like I said, our Spence Automotive guest line. He is our big interview today. It is Jason Bryant, the WNRNS sales executive to the stars. And as you know, the big interview is brought to you every day here by UNC Lenore Healthcare, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston. UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, right here in Kinston, for all your health care needs, or call them at 252 522 7000. You can also email them at info at lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare. For being the title sponsor of the big interview, let's get right back to it, is Jason Bryant. He is uh, joining us, like I said, on Spence Automotive Guest Line. Taking care of some family business this morning. Is that a good way to put it? Uh, it didn't work out. Um, I'll be calling Chief Spence as soon as I get off the phone. <laughs> I love it. on the Sp- And he's listening right now, too, listening uh, or uh, talking to him on the Spence Automotive Guest Line right now, Jason Bryant. Uh, if he's listening. If he's listening, get me a bay open, Keith. I'm coming in. <laughs> are, you com- are you coming in hot? Coming in hot to see my boy. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. So, uh, i tell you what. Uh, Dale Lee's choice here. Uh, I've got a couple things. I did want to talk some ECU uh, football. wanted to get your thoughts on uh, where that's going to be for the rest of the season. I thought I know you wanted to talk some NASCAR, right? about my guitar pull <laughs> how about your guitar pull let's you know what wrns business why don't we knock that out next we'll get to other stuff after that uh but let, let's talk about the, the guitar pull which is coming up in uh in wayne county uh now i want to go buy tickets for that how do i do that <laughs> you cannot buy tickets sir you have <laughs> to win them they are free and we have a couple of ticket stops left this weekend most of them are in uh the goldsboro area um, you can go to WRNS.com, get all the details of our ticket stop. Um, you can also enter to win online. And here's the kicker. I believe tomorrow, Monday, and Tuesday on a first-come, first-served basis to our office on Colony Drive in Newburn. If you are, have a military ID, that means active, family of military, or retired, or veteran military we have free guitar pool tickets for you on a first come first serve basis at our office in newburn that is awesome and for folks who may not be familiar uh with what the guitar pool is uh tell them what tell them what it's all about what it is is brian and i get on stage with cowboy hats and overalls (laughs) do you own a pair of overalls i do not no (laughs) which makes it do you own a cowboy hat I have the WRNS. It's not a uh, cowboy hat, but I do have a straw bucket hat <laughs> that the WRNS sponsored the collard greens this year for the Wood Ducks. 
I, I gave you one, didn't I? Yes, you, you did. One? Yes, you did. Yes, I've got one, too. Uh, well, that is awesome, man. Uh, what are you no, looking for? No. <laughs> and also, and also the guitar pool is going to feature six um, six country music artists. They get on stage. It's an acoustic show, just them and their guitars. Um, they'll sing their original songs, maybe even do some cover songs to get the uh, crowd pumped up. But they'll tell you a little background behind the uh, – songs and where they're from and how they're written it's just an intimate show with 1500 of our closest friends included including the military it's, it's a toys for tots fundraiser if you're lucky enough to win a ticket to the show please bring a toys or an unwrapped toy for toys for tots and that's wednesday november 15th a uh, week from yesterday um at the maxwell center in goldsboro and everything I've heard now, I've not been to one of these events before, but I've heard just the acoustics in there. It, it is built for this, isn't it? It is. It really is. We, we're very grateful and thankful that we get to partner with the uh, Maxwell Center to do a great job hosting us. Um, this is, oh gosh, fourth or fifth year over there, and it's just been fantastic every time. Uh, we're getting in the short rows. Uh, if you call me, I will probably not answer the phone until after we're, we're extremely busy but uh yeah i mean it's just really exciting it's one of the fun times of the year for me and what i do and really looking forward to it so win your tickets and come see us on wednesday night and again go to wrns.com you cannot buy these tickets the only way you can get them is uh by giveaway go to wrns.com find out where the next few stops are and uh, so, are you saying that if your boy Brian said, "Hey, uh, I need a couple of tickets," you, you you couldn't hook your boy Brian up? I would have. To, I'll have to call. And say, <laughs> I have to call and figure it out. I'm sure I could do something. Okay, very good. Okay, let's talk a little ECU Somebody football. Working. No, I love it. I was I love saying, it. I, go ahead, go ahead. I might. I was saying I might know somebody working the door. Ah, there you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. Okay, uh, ECU football. I mean, man, what a great game this past weekend. Talk about uh, moral uh, being the uh, kings of moral victory. That's what the moral victories, that's what they were this past weekend. Up 10 to nothing against, uh, what, number 21, Tulane. Uh, but he just couldn't find the end zone or even a field goal or anything after that. End up losing 13 to 10. What does that tell you, uh, Jason Bryan? I mean, does that, is that encouraging to you? Is it dis- – because it could be seen as a little discouraging that you play that well against a ranked team. Uh, why haven't you been playing that way the whole season? Well, how did you view that that game against Tulane on Saturday that dropped the Pirates to 1-8? and eight? First of all, I, I don't want – I'm not a kind of a moral victory yeah. type person and you know, just competing against the top 25 team is not good enough for ECU, and I don't think anybody inside the office or the fan base will tell you that that's good enough. But with the circumstances of this year and what we've seen in the mighty struggles that have gone on throughout the year, I think it was a huge um, stepping stone for them. Um, I think it was big for the coaching staff. I think they tried some new things move some people around so they're trying to figure some stuff out so I think it's a testament of what they're doing that they haven't given up that they haven't mailed it in and I think that's a huge stepping stone for ECU 
Well, there you go. Well, let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you the exact same question I asked Mark Panicelli on Monday, then I asked Richard Clark on Tuesday. I'm going to – you are Mike Houston, okay, Jason? Yep. You're no longer Jason Bryant. You're Mike Houston. You're one and eight. You've got three games left in this regular season. Obviously, you're not going to any sort of postseason, nothing like that. If anything, this is almost like a, uh, what, preseason for the 24 season. How are you approaching these last three games, Jacob? Uh, Jacob, Jason, how are you approaching these? Are you trying to win the games? Are you trying to develop players? What are you doing as Mike Houston these last three games, Jason? As the coach of ECU football, when Fire Club and season ticket holders buy tickets, they don't come to watch a glorified, a glorified practice. So we're, we're are constantly evaluating talent on the practice field and in the film room. We know who we got. We know what what we want to do, and we're going to continue to try to get better and put a winning product on the football field for the rest of the year. And at ECU, we try to win every single football game because that's what the fans deserve. Dude, you bought into that much more than Panicelli or Richard did. I love that. You had your speech ready, man. You were up in front of the Pirate Club talking. I love it. I'm a sales guy, Brian. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Jason Bryant, sales executive to the stars of WRNS, here with us for a couple more minutes here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. I mean, don't don't you feel that way, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, you can't just go out there and, you know, I, I've heard some fans say, you know, in post-game shows and all that, that, you know, they just need to – they don't even need to worry about the two, uh, what, Garcia or uh, Flynn or whatever, Flynn, uh you know, playing, they need to, you know, really develop for the future. They need to get the players in there. And even if you get beat by 30 or 40 points that you're developing these players, giving them some real live action, getting ready for the 24 season. I'm with you, dude. We know way too many pirate club folks that you do that. And even in that last game of the year against Tulsa, you're going to hear a lot of booze cascading from doubt from Dowdy Ficklin. Don't you think? Well, you heard what I said. Yeah. They yeah. don't, they don't pay. They don't give. You know, millions of dollars to come watch us at practice. Why are we going to practice on game day? We're there to play football. Yeah. We're there to compete. We're there to try to win. We know what we have. If you're questioning any player on the football team that should get a shot, we're an 0-11 foot or, or a 1-whatever football team. And if the guy's not good enough to get it done against the scout team in practice, he's not good enough to get it done in the game. That's uh -huh. just – that's – that's what people need to hear, but they don't want to hear. Does that make sense? I, it totally makes sense. Okay, three games left. What? Uh, they're at FAU this week. They're at Navy next week. They end up against uh, Tulsa. What do you, What are you anticipating over uh, these final three games? I mean, one and two, two and one, three and zero, oh, zero oh and three. What do you think, dude? I mean, realistically, probably one and two. Okay. Uh, Stealing two and two and one. You know, the floor would be zero oh and three. I mean. It's just it's up in the air. I don't see them beating Navy. I I think they got a better chance against the other two squads that they'll be playing. Um, but then again, their defense has been really good. Notre Dame is not going to do much. They're going to run the football, so maybe that's the game that they'd be most competitive in. Okay. Well, I, I'm really thinking one and two. I think they lose these next two games. I, they're going to get beat against FAU this week, I believe, and. Then I'm with you. Heck, they couldn't beat Navy when they had their best teams there. 
Uh, I think the the senior night or senior day against uh, against Tulane, I think, is going to be the best chance for winning. Hey, that would be a good way to go out. The final game of the year, you go out with a win. How many teams can say they won their final game of the season, you know? About half of the bowl team. <laughs> well, you do. Hey, you completely hey, destroyed my argument there, but go ahead. <laughs> here's the question for you. Not too long ago, and in the distant future or distant past, ECU and Tulsa were competing for conference championships. Yeah. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. I think we had to play them there, and I believe we hosted a, a, a conference championship game in the Skip Holtz era against Tulsa. Um, but not, and now both of those teams are at the bottom of their respective conferences. Uh, dude, it is so sad. Well, listen. Jason Bryant, sales executive to the Stars WRNS. Man, I appreciate you joining us. I, I'm, I miss seeing your smiling face sitting here across from me, but uh, we'll do it again next week, though, with you in here, right? Yeah, of course. Vince gets to see me, but, <laughs> oh, I'll be, I'll be tired next Thursday morning. You can pr- after oh, the guitar that's pull, right, after probably, the guitar pull, yeah. Yeah, you can probably get me to slip up and say something I, sh- I, I, I don't need to say. <laughs> Dude, I love it, man. Listen, uh, well, I guess I'll see you a little bit later on today, my friend. But, uh, hey, have, yes, a, have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, we'll talk to you later today, and we'll see you next week here on the Brian Hanks Show, okay? All right, man. Thank you. There you go. That's Jason Bryant, the sales executive to the stars at WRNS, joining us here on the Brian Hanks Show. I tell you what, let's uh, get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We will wrap up this Thursday, November the 9th edition of the Brian Hanks Show. Right after that. Today is Thursday, November the 9th in the year of the Lord, 2023. It is now time to play the birthday game. Is that game, by God, my good and dear friends, my partner, John Dawson. Hello, John. Hello, Brian. I don't like the tone of your voice. And our son, Jonathan Massey, who, uh, do you feel any better than you did yesterday? Feel yeah, sound new. What in the world? I think we just need to hit you in the chest several times with that hockey stick and just loosen up whatever's in there because I think that's what the deal is. I think you just got uh, things uh, caught up in your lungs there. Go ahead, go ahead, John. Go ahead and hit him with that hockey stick. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? I said, hit him with it. This is fun, though. People, they, they hang around for this, to hear this every day here on the show. Yeah, after they've gone into work, to the office. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It could be a three-hour show. Forrest Dawson. Mr. Craig Dawson Clemens. is awesome. By the way, he has agreed. I have it, and we have come to an agreement. He is going to come on the show. But I think what we need to do, Jonathan Massey, is John. The only way that's going to happen is if it's pre-recorded and I get to edit it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'll talk to him. Don't worry, I'm his agent. <laughs> his I agent. did hear him texting the other day to remind you too that John Wooden existed. Well, no, no, we knew. I said John Wooden. I actually said John Wooden before. He said John Wooden and somebody else. I can't remember, but uh, uh, West Adolf Virginia. Say it again. Adolf Rupp. I think it was Adolf Rupp. Yeah, your dad said that. Yeah, I said John Wooden, but yeah, we were talking. About it was really cool about the. Uh, uh, it was after Bobby Knight died. Who would be on the Mount Rushmore of college coaches? Mm-hmm. I think everybody in the world, John Wood. Hey, he's the first face up there. I think he has to be. Dean Smith. 
Yeah. Has to be up there. Mike Krzyzewski yeah. has to be up there. But we were really struggling for the fourth one. I mean, the first three, I think, are layups. I think everybody in the world pretty much would agree on the first mm -hmm. three. But who's the fourth? Who would you say? I, would, I would probably say Ed Alfred. Okay. What about or you? Or Jim Calhoun. I don't, I'm not knowledgeable enough cheater, to though, dude. That's Not that they all che don't cheat. They all do. But, I mean, his was kind of egregious. Didn't mean to interrupt you there. Who would you say? Uh, I'm not knowledgeable enough to say, really. I know about Dean Smith and Shashevsky and Wood, and I'm kind of a. You know. Well, Bobby Knight would have to be a candidate. Yeah. I know. I'm not. I just, I just don't, I wouldn't want that big of a jerk on the Mount Rushmore. I mean, but Bill Cosby was a great comic, but he's got other stuff going on too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Um, see, I have a lot of regional bias. So, who was the old Maryland coach? Uh, Lefty Drizel. Lefty Drizel. See, I always think about how good of a coach he was in that time because I, the ACC was so good then. Yeah, but he didn't even win a national championship. I know, but I think just... I think you've minimum meant to be on the Mount Rushmore of of college coaches. You've got to have won at least, and I'm even making an exception because Dean Smith only won two. I was going to say three national championships, but Dean only won two. But no, I, and we've I've won this argument before for half of his career you couldn't even get into the tournament if you didn't win the ACC tournament so you have to consider that well, if he had been able to go to the tournament with 25 wins every year he would have probably won five uh, it makes as much sense as your argument pal uh, Roy Williams better coach than Dean Smith see you know who would say no to that I don't know that he's better I mean I you know who would say no to that though in a heartbeat and a twinkling of an eye uh, Roy Williams Roy Williams always said Dean Smith was the best coach. And, I, and he would – in fact, I mean, I've been around Roy enough to know and sat in press conferences and actually talked to him one-on-one -on -one several times. Mm -hmm. If you said – he would, he might even smack you across the face if you said that, that well, he was better we, than Dean Smith. The only coach – Seriously. Well, the only coach we've mentioned today who would say he's <coughs> deserved to be on there would be Shashevsky. He'd tell you he deserved to be out there. Okay, do it in your Dean. Uh, do it in your Shashevsky voice. I mean, if you're talking about putting coaches on mountains, I mean, you know, I should be. I should be at least three of the spots by myself. <laughs> he does a pretty mean, you know, Mike Shashevsky. It's weird how like because when you started, I heard Bill Belichick. Yeah, you wouldn't know it, but it it's yeah. really close. Well, see, the thing is, the thing about Shashevsky though is he would be fake humble. He would well, probably just, say that if you worse. were that's worse. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. If you were one on one with him, he would probably. I mean, and there were no cameras and no recorders around. Yeah, he would, he would say, say, "Oh, John Wooden and Dean Smith will definitely be above me." Anyway, how good would Jim Volvano would have been if he hadn't got mixed up and he was? He got lucky one time with that national. I mean, he I liked okay. him yeah. and I was pulling for them that year, but no, he wouldn't know. Tony Bennett, John Thompson. Uh, who said that the other day? Somebody said John Thompson. Maybe it was Jason Bryant that said that. And then I, I was—that's not. Hey, well, he—did he win one or two? I think he only won one. Yeah, but I mean, he was still. Well, like I said, my, to me, the minimum you got to win at least two. I was, I was going to say three, but, but you, you still win got to consider two. those years you couldn't get into the NCAA if, unless you won your conference. You, you've got to consider that. Yeah, that has to be an asterisk. Uh, you're probably not wrong there. Okay, uh, let's see, Jonathan Parrott Dawson. You won yesterday here in the birthday game, three to two. It's now tied up three days to three here early in November. Will you please, my dear friend, tell us about GoEco Office Automation? 
Uh, Goeco Office Automation sponsors this segment, and Goeco is uh, captained by uh, Jacques Passeleg. Uh, if you have a, a new business or if you're thinking about starting a business and you need some guidance, you need some paper clips, you need to go see Jacques Passeleg. He's got the uh, He's got equipment down there that will basically do the work of 10 staffers. So if you want to save some money and be efficient about it, you go see Jacques. Back to you, Brian. I love it. And, uh, hey, raspy boy over there, uh, tell us uh, how we can get in touch with Jacques Passelet. You dial 252. 252-286-286-5354. I'm Batman. I I was getting ready to say, you feel lucky, punk. (laughs) Yeah, Clint Eastwood and Batman. Okay, what how uh, what go what is goeco.com? And goecomc.com. There you go. And buclesberry.com. You're gonna have people saying it that way. I know. And I stop it. You know we're an award winning. What's cool about hurting me? I'm not trying to hurt you. Well then stop saying it that way. I would never stop saying it that way. He said Bucklesberry.com. Thank you. There you go. See, I don't want to hurt my boy. I love it. And after I beg him to stop ten times, he stops. <laughs> yeah. Now you know how Linda feels. So anyway, <laughs> here we go. Uh, <laughs> come on, that was funny. That wasn't funny. That's why she agreed to marriage after the tenth proposal. Just ten? Okay, here we go. He was using uh, John McCain tactics to anyway. He was a member of this band. That's him singing right there. He was married to Britney Spears for a little bit, I believe. Or no, Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson. Oh, Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey of the band. 98 Degrees. (laughs) I can't even make eye contact with him. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, I Do Cherish You by 98 Degrees. I mean, chorus. What's the temperature? Cherish you. Normal temperature for a human is 98.6, so this means they're subhuman. That's probably not a bad argument there. Were you a 98 degrees fan? I'm asking Jonathan that. I didn't even waste my breath in asking John. Why'd you waste your breath asking him? Well, who knows? That was during his his, uh, developing years. Maybe he liked them. This came out in uh, 1998. Look, so I'll, be the, I'll be the first to admit some embarrassing stuff about myself, like yeah. the fact that I own Spice Girls albums. <laughs> but this was even a little too far. Yeah. I kind of like 98 Degrees. Uh, it checks out. <laughs> it, well, it tracks, right? Okay. Uh, Nick Lachey, are you familiar with him at least, John Dawson? I, I remember he dated uh, Blondie there, yeah. Yeah. By the way... I will stand by the Dukes of Hazard movie was not a bad movie. Well, I mean, it wasn't great, and it wasn't like, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, an Academy Award winner or even a candidate. But I got to tell you, man, and especially Jessica Simpson as Daisy Duke in that, she did a great job, I thought. No? Did you see it? Hmm. Did you see it? Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, I was going to say you. Well, yeah. 10 minutes of it. Well, Willie Nelson as Uncle Jesse wasn't terrible. That wasn't terrible. And then uh, Sean William Scott is yeah. one of the Duke boys. Who was the other one? Johnny Knoxville. That's right. Dude, I thought it was good. It wasn't a bad movie. I mean, I'd give it a five. I'm not sitting here saying it's well, a that's eight a bad or nine. movie. 
No, five is maybe. Five out of ten is a 50, which is an F. <sighs> not in my grading scale. Five out of ten is not a failing grade. If you're academically, yes, but in a movie, that's a mid-level movie. That usually has what some good parts. What he's saying is there's, there's four points of movies worse. Five, five better. better. Yeah. Pleasantly average. I like it. And there were a couple of scenes in there that was actually really funny. And Jessica Simpson, may I be allowed to say one more time, was a good-looking Daisy Duke, okay? No comments. Okay, uh, Nick Lachey over there, John Dawson. How old is he today? God, what a great song. Hold on. I think you saying that's more egregious than you saying that the Dukes of Hazzard movie was good. Hot take, Hanks. That's what they call me now on Friday Night Football. I guess I make hot takes and they, uh, yeah. So, uh, John Dawson, how old today is you, doctor, We just listened to this whole Nick Lachey 98 degrees. We didn't really have a choice. You're the one with the, on the controls over there. God, that's a beautiful song. How old is Nick Lachey over there today, John Dawson? 48. You say 48. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 47. He was born November. Nothing does my heart better than when John Dawson gets these artists that he just absolutely could not care less for. Uh, he's 50 today. He's a man. He's my plus age. 10. Oh, that's great. Nick Lachey, born November the 9th, 1973. He is 50 years old today. Uh, so there you go. That's our first one. Hey, we've got four musical hints here today. Jonathan Parrott Dawson. What was that one? It wasn't musical. Come on, man. Be nice. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is our next one. She was one of the first female rappers out there in the game. Roxanne Shantae. <laughs> Look at you. How did you? Because I had to hear that crap on the bus, and it inspired me to walk to school. Did it really? Because I, so I wouldn't have to hear it. This is Roxanne's revenge. Well, hold on. Roxanne Shante, how old is she today, uh, Jonathan Massey? 55. You say 55. What do you say, John Dawson? 56. Ah, she was born November the 9th, 1950, or I'm sorry, 1969. She's my age. She's 54. Mm -hmm. You're going to give me another song to play, I'm sure, when I tell you who it is. You don't... That's Tedeschi Trucks. It's Susan Tedeschi. Susan Tedeschi. Yeah, today is Susan Tedeschi's birthday by herself. What song should I play? Or is this... This is uh, Back to the River. I like this song. That's fine. I mean, she's been in a band with her husband, Derek Trucks, for the past 15 years, but they, they won a Grammy for uh, Midnight in Harlem a few years ago. I actually had that to choose from. But uh, I like this. It's Back to the River. I saw her live uh, once, open for B.B. King and uh, Buddy Guy. Oh, wow. And she Good. came out with the Allman Brothers a lot when I would see them. She would come out and sing a song with them. Very talented, isn't she? Incredibly. There you go. So I did good. For once. <laughs> yeah, I know. Susan Tedeschi over there, uh, John Dawson. How old is she today? Fifty-two. 
You say 52. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 53. Congratulations, Jonathan Massey. She was born November the 9th, 1970. She is indeed 53. What was your guess going to be? 59. You helped him out there a little bit there, John Dawson. Glad I can help. I, I know you are. Okay, uh, so uh, Massey, you lead two to one? I do I? Yeah, you do. He was the inc original Incredible Hulk. It's Lou, Lou Ferrigno. Ferrigno. Wow, look at both of you over there. Lou Ferrigno over there. Uh, Jonathan Massey, it's your turn. I liked him, too, as the, the first Hulk, didn't you? Yeah. I thought he was very good. 70. You say 70. What do you say, John Dawson? 71. You are closer. He was born November the 9th, 1951. So he's 72 today. So here we go again. I love it when it goes in. It's two to two going in the last one. It's a musical hint. It's a dead person. Let me get the song ready here. It's Death Credence. Is it John Fogarty? No, Stu he's Cook. John Fogarty's brother. Oh, Tom Fogarty. Tom Fogarty was a co-founder of this. He was a rhythm guitarist, Tom Fogarty. He died in 1990. Yeah. I didn't realize. What did he die of? Do you remember? I can't remember. I think it was cancer. can't remember. Mm. Well, Tom Fogarty over there, John Dawson. This is for the win. It's tied 2-2. Two two. CCR. I'm not sure I've ever bands. asked you about CCR. They're one of my favorite bands. And I like Fogarty solo, too. Okay. <laughs> what, was he hard to work with? What, or is he? Or uh, I mean, He's kind of a perfectionist, but the the rub, the rub came because he was writing all the songs and the other guys wanted their songs done. So, But he wouldn't sing their songs, so the, they made an album where each band member wrote four songs. And that caused a problem because... They're not going to be hits if Fogarty won't sing their songs. And then they also had an issue with, to get out of his CCR contract, Fogarty signed over his CCR catalog to Saul Zantz, and they had a 30-year feud over it. And he finally to, to whom? Saul Zantz. Okay. It was a record company guy. And he's also, half the movies you see from the 70s or 80s, Saul Zantz is a producer. But Fogarty finally got his uh, rights to his music Credence stuff back a few years ago. Okay. Well, very good. Well, uh, this is Who Will Stop the Rain from Cosmos Factory. What year did this come out? 1970. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay. So, uh, Tom Fogarty, I mean, did, did he stand out on his own? I mean, obviously, everybody talks about John and all that, but. Not really. I mean, the, he started, the first band they had was the Gollywogs, and I think Tom started that band, but. John and John was his younger brother, so that caused pro his younger brother was writing all the songs. So there was some sibling rivalry in there and all of that kind of good stuff. Well, very good. Well, tell me about uh, how old then today would Tom Fogarty be if he were alive today, John Dawson? This is a, this is for all the marbles. It's two to two. Eighty. You say eighty. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 81. And he was born November the 9th in the year of our Lord, 1941. That means you win today, Jonathan Massey. He's 82. Sorry, right. John Dawson. Well, would have been. He would have been 82. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Hey, uh, a couple of birthdays here, uh, two local. Uh, Derek Hunter, uh, just a 
uh, a great guy, great guy. He, I've, I've known him since I pretty much got to Kenston. Uh, super good guy. Hayes Permar. You remember, uh, we've talked about Hayes. Uh, he runs the Rialto up in, uh, in Raleigh now. And uh, we need to get up there for, you know, they're doing music. They're doing uh, shows up there. They're showing movies. I mean, all yeah, kinds my, of great things. My buddy Corey Daniels and I used to, uh, when we were in college, if a David Lynch movie came out, we, if we wanted to see it in a theater, we had to go to either the Rialto or Chapel Hill. So well, it's good. a nice theater. I've never been. So you've been in there before. But uh, yeah, but it's old school. It's not like a big, it's not like modern. A, it's yeah. like frozen in 1960-something. They've got like a bar, which I don't care about, but it's just an old school. The The choice of films they show is what makes it cool, not necessarily the, the venue, itself. venue itself. Okay, well, uh, but Hayes Permar, he used to be the voice of the uh, hated Carolina Mudcats. He was a PA guy for them, but uh, super nice guy, super nice guy. Sports Channel 8. All that. I mean, he's got 10,000 things to hit in on his resume. And then a uh, young lady that she started the very first day. I've told this story before. She started the very first day that I did at the Kenston Daily Free Press. But she went on to other pastors. I was about to say greener pastors. They probably were greener. But she's married now. Super nice uh, young lady. Carol Morse. But she's married now. Carol Morse Bar Barneo. Barno? Barneo? B-A-R-N-A-O. How would you say that? B-A-R- N-A-O. R now? I guess. So, Carol, I'm going to I'm gonna tag her on this. So tell us how to pronounce your name. She was super talented. She was a uh, designer, page designer for us. Uh, and I, the day I started as a sports editor on October 22nd, uh, 2002, she started the same day as a, a page designer there. And uh, we're Facebook friends. It's, it's fun to see uh, her life since uh, she left Kinston. Has a cute little boy and uh, looks like a happy family, man. So, so if your birthday is today, like uh, Carol, uh, like Hayes Par Permar, like Derek Hunter and the rest of these, have a great birthday. We will see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by Goeco Office Automation. And again, want to thank Jacques Passeleg and Goeco Office Automation for being the title sponsor of our birthday game as uh, he's been the only sponsor of our birthday game since we started doing it. So thank you to uh, my good friend Jacques Passeleg, one of the good guys out there. Man, we had two good guys on the show today uh, in our first hour live here in our studio clay harrell if you miss that man we talked about everything he got here about 10 minutes into the first hour he stayed with us until about 10 12 minutes into the second hour had a great time talking to him i i could see him becoming a regular here on the show i mean i know he's got you know his uh his obligations to uh arendelle parrot academy but i'm serious just a super super great guy and uh does good radio too so uh, and I'm very impressed that he went nine and six in the where are they now or who which team do I play on the NBA thing or the NBA team thing. And then Jason Bryant here in our second hour, just a uh, super good guy there too. Uh, tomorrow's show, let's tell you about that real quick. We're going to have Paul Whittington in our first hour. We're going to have TGIF with IP in our second hour. Matt Grantham, head ba uh, basketball coach over at Lenore Community College, and he's going to bring a couple of players with him, too. That'll be in our second hour. So a fun way to wrap up the week. Listen, have a great, great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.